Black Power, Love we are here. Black Power, we are here with the New Black Panther Party. Uh, so it's the holiday season. What we'd like to know is what is it that you would like to hear on the New Black Panther Party radio station? What's going on is that the country is a hotbed of problems. The hotbed of problems stem from the killings of individuals that lie within the communities of the black nation. What we need to really understand is how we need to make this thing go forward. And with that, we're going to bring What's Happening, Brother, by Marvin Gaye. Stop protesting for at least 
today while uh, while they bury the the NYPD. But I have folks saying we don't care about that. You didn't you didn't relent on the killings of of our people, so we're not going to relent for the killings of these NYPD officers. Sir, could you please give us your take on that? Um, my take on that. Uh, I'm speaking from my personal opinion. I'm not speaking for the whole chapter or the Black Panther Party on this. But um, my personal opinion, I agree with the protesters because I've got a report saying that the New York police officers killed 179 people since 1999, and no protest was from the police department was made for them to stop the killing of those people, them innocent people, unarmed people, people who never did nothing as well. So I believe that, you know, the protesters should keep protesting, and, um, you know, just keep protesting. But do it in a smarter way. Just keep being nonviolent. And hopefully we put a strategy together so we can um, affect their pockets economically as well. Yes, sir. Tell us more about that. Tell us more about that. We understand that you are the chief of staff for the New Black Panther Party in Newark. So I need to tell I need for you to tell us more regarding that. The, um, more regarding with the economic um. Yes, sir. sir. The economic sanctions on this beast we call uh, the Americas. Um, I believe we have to, as a whole, we have to stop all this holiday season shopping, all this every time I get paid, spending my money on materialistic things, um, such as, you know, cars and certain clothes you won't even fit in a couple of months. All these different pair of Jordans. Look what happened at the Jordan, a Jordan release, a fight. They said somebody got killed or something like that. So I believe if we stop all that and then, you know, come put our money together collectively, things that they do, we start opening up our own businesses, supporting our own people, putting our own people on housing, taking care of our environment and our community, we'll be better off, Minister Justice. Yes, sir. That, that, that uh, Again, uh, people, audience, our black audience, and those of you who are not black, who are just listening in, what you, who you've just spoken with is our uh, national, uh, our, our local chief of staff, uh, Brother Knowledge, and he's telling us about economic sanctions. Right now we also have online our national minister of defense. He is going to be hosting the show as well as Brother Knowledge from the Newark chapter. So I'm going to give you to him right now. Brother Minister Osiris X, you have your brother from the Newark chapter, Brother Knowledge, who is the chief of staff, and we have on our national Brother Osiris X. Your mic is hyped, brother. Go ahead. Uh, Black Power and our power to the people. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to the People's Radio. We try to keep everything thorough, informative, and on time. Uh, we apologize for any uh, uh, inconveniences, but y'all know how it is in, in, in the whirlwind. So we are we are up and running, and we're just going to roll with it today. So, Brother Knowledge, how you doing, brother? Doing fine, sir. Like power. Our power to the people, man. It's good to hear from you, brother. Again, we are so... Uh, proud of the work that you guys up there doing in, in your city, in Jersey, man. We're, we're very proud of the work you, you comrades are putting in, man. 
So I'm just, you know, freestyling, brother, and I'm just going to be, you know, going with the flow because that's what we do. So, man, can you tell us, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if y'all already got into it. What is the spirit like up there right now amongst uh, black people? What's going on with all these senseless uh, police terrorism and uh, murder of black people? You know what I'm saying? Well, what would you say the consensus is and what is the word on the street? Um, People are aware. I can definitely tell you that. They're aware of what's going on. But my opinion, once again, is that I believe we need to get more people involved in the protesting. And if we could do that, then we can make a mass movement towards self-determination. But as of right now, it's a few people, you know, doing a few protesting events here and there. But we can, we can have a lot more supporters as well. But on the other side, if, like I was said, just telling Minister Justice in the audience that um, if people will recognize who we are as a whole, we can get a lot more done. So, like I was saying, brother, people are aware of what's going on. Right. Um, do you think that uh, – I think that our people, for one thing, are, are very uh, reactionary when it comes to these things. And one thing that the uh, the People's Black Panther Party would like to emphasize is for our people to be organized. We are, we are too reactionary as a people of saying that we wait until tragedy or we wait until injustice or we wait until some type of disaster befalls us before we can take some type of action. What we've got to get to the people is that we've got to be more organized and we've got to be more actionary than reactionary to say, worst case scenario, we ought to have things in plan, our own justice leagues, our own organizing, you know, instead of other people trying to come in and mass mobilize our organization and people coming from out of town, out of state, that don't even live there. The consensus of we must take it to the people, we must go door to door, and we must begin to organize the people. And I know, brother, like where you're at and where we're at, it's hard going about that. It's a very it's a tedious job to try to uh, educate the masses of the people and move them forward. What are some of the things that you believe that we could be doing, you know what I'm saying, to kind of educate the people, you know, on, on what they should be doing at this time? Um. Like me and the brothers up, me and the brothers and sisters up here, we have a, a consistent, a consistent after school program and a consistent meeting place for the community every week, consistently. And I urge people around the country to be consistent on the movement to um, educate our people, even if you know, let's say five years. You might get one person each year. You're still consistent, and people know that you're there. Somebody's going to come in and want to listen to what you're saying one day. Somebody might just pass by and see that you got your flag up, the RDG flag or some political education up, and want to come by and see what it's about. As long as you be consistent, I believe the movement will work out perfectly fine, sir. Well, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. I, I think that uh, our people are very, very um, visual people. And uh, one thing Huey P. Newton said that our people observe for uh, observation and participation, once they see people doing something in the community, most of the time they're likely to get involved. Because our people are really looking for something to do. Not all, but most really want to know what to do, what can they do, how can they help. So I think we have to be more visual and vigilant in our communities 
And the thing about the program, we always said, this thing is about the hearts and minds of people. This thing is about going amongst the people, instituting education, instituting political education, and actually putting work into the community as the things that you, you cover as are doing up there as far as the education and the feeding of our children. Yes, and sir. respect it when you can take time with the youth because there's two people in the in our communities who suffer the most, and those two people are our elders and our youth. If we can find a way to work with our youth and our elders, then we can really start making a very powerful impact in our community. You're absolutely right, brother. We got to be able to open up those lines of communication, especially with our elders and people that have maybe lived through struggle of the sixties. You got comrades who, who elders who already been through that. And one thing about our movement sometimes is that we we disregard our elders that might can show us the right way or give us some type of uh, information and help us to some things that we could be doing wrong. But that takes humility and being an earnest trying to uh trying to really be invested in our in our in our youth, in our elders. Mm, true indeed. Well, um you gotta start somewhere. And you know, like I, I believe we were telling you before that every city needs different things. So if if the community leaders or just a few people could go around with surveys and see what the community needs from the elder to the youth and, you know, put it on paper, document it, and get that that um the movement started on what the community needs most, then I think that'll touch the elders and the youth because you're getting the survey from both, seeing what they both need. And then once you get those needs met, more people will be drawn in to what's going on, what's being heard about, and drawn into the movement. So I believe, you know, we should get some surveys out here, hit the streets door to door, just to see what our people need, and then we'll come a long way from there. That's just a starting step, though. Yeah, and, and I agree, and and that's something that we want to do is engage the black community because we need, we have to understand who 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 has skills in the community. Where is our carpenters at? Where is our herbalist at? Where is our healers at? Where is our brothers that don't want to bang no more? but really want to get down with a movement and become, instead of tearing down the black community, they want to come in and protect the black community. So we've got to be able to speak to our people, man, and and, 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 and don't be afraid of our youth. You know what I'm saying? We have to be able to engage them in conversation. And that's something that the Panther is able to do, is to go to our people with nine local objectives, go with our people with a 10-point platform and program, and be able to articulate what we want and how we see the master of the people and what direction we should be moving. But mm. the people will let you know what they need because True our program must be geared toward what they want, not always what we feel they should be needing as a program. Because a program in Jersey might not work in, in Dallas. You know what I mean? uh, mm-hmm. A program in Canada might not work, you know what I'm saying, in Cleveland. But as long as the Panther, the People's Panther Party is there in the community to serve the people, not to take away from, not like some charlatan that only comes around to catch the media attention and, and leave the people worse 
off and before they even got there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's what we got to be mindful of because these people, they come in and they want to tell the people what they should be doing, and the people got to live there. And one thing for my travels in the Panther Party when we would travel to these backwood towns, these racist clan towns, as we go in, we organize them. But I always tell brothers and sisters, never leave the people off work that you got there how they was before. Organize them. Give them the tools and resources they need and let them have the program. And these programs mm. don't belong to the Panther Party. These programs belong to the people. You did? True. I just set them up and organize them and at a certain time turn it over to them. Train them, turn it over to them, and then we move on and, and get something else popping. You dig what I'm saying? But True this is what has to be done right now, you know, in this day and time, you know. Yep. Brothers, if I can interrupt, I, I, I'd like to talk about um, how I went to a monastery where they were giving away Christmas gifts, and, they, and, and, and I believe there was a woman on the line for Christmas gifts, and she had on a keymar. And I'm saying to myself, you know, sometimes our people really just don't know how to govern themselves in certain situations. It really embarrassed me. Could you guys talk about that? Um, yeah, I'll speak on it because I just was feeling some type of way about this earlier myself, not wanting to celebrate Christmas at all or any religion at all. No, not religion, any um holiday at all. But at the same time, dealing with everybody around me celebrating it. So I just was, you know, sitting back thinking, like, damn, if I celebrate it or participate in it, am I, am I becoming, um, am I participating in it? the white supremacist thing that's going on around the world too or am I conscious do I sit back and still buy gifts knowing the truth behind what's really going on and I'm still debating you know making the decisions now but some people are confused they want to be one thing but they still want to celebrate this they want to celebrate this but they don't want to do this like like we had at our little town hall meeting people want us to do the work but they, they don't want to do the work, but when the work is done, they want to come along. So I think once people get their minds on right, get their mind right, they understand that the aspects of what they believe in and want to get toys for, and they, you know, wake up eventually. That's just my take on it. Well, I'll chime in and say we, we're, we're dealing with a people that for over 400 years was given an institutionalized religion known as Christianity. And you can go deep into it and, and, and understand what the origins of Christianity came from. And I was talking, me and the sister was talking, I'm like, yeah, I understand that some of the oldest churches are found in Ethiopia. So, yeah. Okay, Minister Kahar is in. So I, I, we, we're going to keep rolling. Uh, I think about our people, man. They're not, they're waking up, but they're not going to wake up overnight. Because to be able to do that, it's going to have to be a mass consciousness. But people are waking up. And I say that there is some science, and I know people are going to think this is crazy and controversial. There is some science in, in Christmas. Because you're dealing with the winter solstice. You know? They understand that the earth dies 
on a three days. We understand that the three wise men, you know what I'm saying, are representing the three stars, or the three wise men was the three magi. And then they brought this, this Christ figure or something that was was gold, uh, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know how powerful frankincense and myrrh is? Frankincense and myrrh, if you really understand the alchemical of it, is, is just as more or uh, as valuable as gold. So, again, our people are dealing with religion, but they're not dealing with the occult uh, uh, sciences in it. You know, you just got the, you know, the, the, the Yule Law. You don't understand what that means. These people uh, coming out of paganism, there's a science in, in, into these religions. But our people are not going to come out of it. But what do you do? Do you take the child out of it and say, well, you, you should be believing in Santa Claus? You know, it's a catch-22 because he, he said that he shouldn't do it, you know what I'm saying? Because we're, gonna, we're not going to lie to our children, but at the same time, we're going to let our children go without. Because they got to go to school, or they got to go on the on outside and see everybody playing with their gifts and their toys. We got to be wise on how we bring our children out of that type of thing. And the only way you can do that is to be able to educate them. If you're going to practice Christmas, you need to know the science and where it came from. Then you let our people make that decision. But they're not going to do it because it's something that has, they have taken on the, the, the mindset or the customs of their, of their oppressors. And that takes time. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care how many conscious people you got in America. They're not coming out to church. And they're not coming out of Christianity. You know what I'm saying? And then we go get another thing. We'll put Kwanzaa up there, but at the same time, our people are still off into the Christmas thing. And we got family members that celebrate Christmas, but we don't celebrate Christmas. The so-called conscious people. You know what I'm saying? There, there has to be a middle ground to say, oh, we don't celebrate it, but like I said, we still got to go amongst our loved ones that do. You did what I'm saying? So that's a whole other subject. But to see our people. You know, like the sister was telling me, you know, they just all lined up for toys. You know, let's go. Well, I tried to three-way you in. What happened? I texted you the number. Did you get the text? Hello? Sister, he had, he had chimed in for a minute. He said hello. He had came in, so I don't. I, okay, I don't well, 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 hang up and call back the number that I gave you, the 646 number. Okay. We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, call back in on the six four six number. Hey man, this, this is this this is gorilla. This is gorilla radio. You ain't gonna get it no raw than this. <laughs> okay, I this is this is the gorilla. You know, and uh we just we just building but let's say this. Okay, Christmas, but what about them brothers that acted the right. damn fool when them, them Jordans came out? You understand what I'm saying? Niggas was in there fighting. You know what I'm saying? Over some goddamn mm-hmm. shoes. You know what I'm saying? Man, what do we put value on as a people? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, when Black Friday came, they ended up fighting over TVs and, and trampling each other. Just get back to this and say, if they doing that over some tennis shoes and some Jordans, I mean, and, and some TVs and stuff, what the hell you think they're going to do when they cut the welfare off or a natural disaster comes and there ain't no food in the grocery store because people done cleaned it out? What the hell you think our people going to do? 
You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We are, we are in trouble, man. You understand what I'm saying? We are in fucking trouble as a people because we like coon shit. You know, we, we, we like buffoonery, man. You know what I'm saying? These people are prepping food right now. These people are storing up weapons and ammunition and medical supplies. You know, do you know how much water it takes per person, uh, member of your household? Three gallons per person. How much water do we got? And don't think it can't happen because you've seen what Hurricane Sandy did to the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? We know what Katrina did and Rita did down here in the South. These are the programs that we're talking about because when it happens, not if, but when it happens, our people are going to be ass out. They're not going to know what to do. Panic will ensue in the streets of America, and then they will come in and lock it down. Now you're under martial law because black people are not ready because we still finger-popping and, 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 and shucking and jiving right now. We act like we can't see America is in trouble right now. And I tell you, everybody, I just all the time, and y'all can chime in, and I understand that everybody ain't going to make it, man. Black Power, gentlemen, I think I have Brother Kahar on the line. Brother Kahar, who is our national spokesman, the people in the black audience, I've been waiting for your voice. Brother Kahar? Well, you guys, go ahead. I don't know what happened here. We having real bad technical difficulties. Yeah, it don't it don't stop and it, it won't stop. But these are this this is what I'm throwing out there. You know what I'm saying? So if we just freestyling, I would say right now this is the holiday season and we're talking about it. But it's winter time. It's winter in America, as Gil Scott would say. You know, it's winter in America. Well, okay, is Brother Kahar on now? Yes, I'm on. Okay, Black Power. Black Power. You have Brother Osiris, and you have Brother uh, Knowledge from the the, the, the chief of staff of the Newark chapter, and you have a host of audience people. Black Power, sir, they have been carrying the line. So, Brother Osiris, would you like to continue, or would you like Brother Kahar to go? It doesn't matter. I mean, if you guys got you guys want a topic, I just think we're rolling right now, but since we have Minister uh, Kahar on, I will yield, and I will let the brother come in, you know what I'm saying, and give us a report, uh, uh, you know, from from the city of Cleveland. Black Power. Black Power. Uh, appreciate Black that, Power, brother, Minister, and uh, definitely, and all the comrades that is on the line. And uh, it was uh, hooking the line up. Uh, I just got off one uh, program, radio program, dealing with uh, the situation uh, that is going down. And we maintain our stand here in uh, Cleveland. And what our stands is, I want to share it again, uh, that we have rephrased the slogan. The slogan that we use, slogan is mean this. Slogan represents your ideology, and your philosophy, and your direction. Slogan ain't slogan in a in just any arena. When you go to a football game, they say go this and go that, go that. They mean they want their team to win. So it's a slogan. Slogan represents your beliefs. Slogan represents your ideology and where you're going. 
during the 60s in the civil rights movement was that we wanted united we stand, divided we fall. That was good then, proper then. It was development then. Today in Cleveland, we said our slogan is united we live as a people. Divided we die as a people. Ain't no more falling. The enemy not letting us fall because when you fall, you get back up. When you say it, you don't get back up. So we say united we live and divided we die. The other thing, the slogan that has to be used today is we understand it ain't black rights, it's human rights. And when we say human rights, it's black rights we're doing the civil rights movement. And we're in first and second grade now. We're going to a universal uh, movement in terms of universal knowledge. No. It ain't black rights, it's human rights. And when we deal with uh, human rights, then we're bringing in the international community, uh, African people and people of other colors and people who are goodwill around the world. So we got to use the slogan because slogan is where we're going. If we're going to stay black and not being human, then we're going to be black all our life. But we are human and we're born human, and that is under the creator. The other slogan is that we use here, no justice, no peace. Man, what you mean? We ain't getting no justice, and we ain't getting no peace. And they tie those who are prosecuting us and murdering us say, oh, we like that slogan, no justice, no peace. Today we say no justice, no mercy. Simply meaning we get no justice, you get no mercy. And that's what has happened in the level of, of our struggle, in the level of our philosophy and ideology. Remember, ideology is what guides us. Ideology is what's in the mind. So we got to be careful with the slogan that we use because the slogan is what the people chant, and they chant it enough. It's called like prayer. You dictament it. Uh, it's called like prayer. You chant in the Buddha community, particularly in the Islamic community, and you are uh, uh, shouting and praying in the Christian community. Chant means something. So we have to change the whole slogan to let people know where we're at. And so this is what we uh, uh, uh dealing with here. The other thing that we're saying, and that, that includes, we're saying that civil rights today and this time simply mean a paycheck. Civil rights a paycheck for Al Sharpton and all the other Negroes. See, when they say civil rights today is a paycheck, that means we had counterintelligence program in the 60s, and they now got in, now in the, in the 20s, they got a program called the pacification program from the from the counterintelligence program to the uh, pacification program, so they're pacifying the movement that we earned during that period. And so we understand that when we see uh, people chanting the uh, uh, ch- slogan, they uh, chant the ideology of peace. They chant the uh, uh, ideology of compromise. They chant the ideology of let's be uncomfortable right now. That didn't work then. And I'm saying why it didn't work then. I'll say it again. We had a million-man march, and we came back, and our problem was we didn't organize. We went back and organized a, a million uh, uh, more movement to come back and organize the LOC, Local Organized Committee. And that didn't work because we didn't have the knowledge and the, and the, and the ideology of how to organize the black national movement. So we said, okay, now we're going to the uh, million family movement. So now we don't brought from the man uh, 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 to the million more. And that didn't work. So we come with a million youth. Now we went for the million man, uh, the million family, the million youth. Now we organized the million women's movement. And we went there and we came back. Still have not had a philosophy and a theology that can organize us and move us into an organization. 
uh, platform that comes from sacrifice and that comes from understanding that the ego is not here today. The opportunists are those who are not really seeing the revolution movement here or not today. It is those who have never organized or been in the formation. This is not today because you get a rank, you get a position, a chairman, you were just a uh, 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 a position or you chief of staff or master sportsman or you this and that. No, your track record, your, your, your earning this is right now because we're dealing with high-tech warfare. And that's simply meaning united we live, the body we die. It ain't falling no more. Our comrades that fell in the 60s and they're still in the prison. Our comrades that fell in the 60s and they're in exile uh, throughout America. Today, they ain't allowing nobody to be in exile. They're allowing us to be in the grave. They're killing us. And the prison today, our comrades in there, the prison today have become no more than a tombstone for many comrades there. So escalating our ideology and our philosophy and moving in and letting brothers and sisters know, based upon my study, every member in the new Black Panther Party must become a student and a scientist of uh, this revolution is struggling, we must go back and study and analyze it. Not just study. And I'll tell you why. From basis, this, this colonizer taught us. At first grade, you've got to take a test, get second grade. Second grade got tested, to get to third grade. Third grade got a test, and then they start testing us. The movement is the same way. And why we keep repeating if you front your test, you go back. And we have front our test, and now as we're going back to marching, protesting, singing with a whole new different tune. Why? Because we got to make sure that the students of history become revolutionary nationalists and understand that we must graduate. And you can't front it. This movement is not a GED. This movement, as you got originally it's not a government program to graduate you from one movement to another in terms of getting grants, in terms of saying I'm a peacemaker line, in terms of saying that I'm going to be out here and organize and work for the people. No, you graduate from where we at. And I have to share that, and I'm saying this on a level. I'm here over the house with my family, spending the weekend with my family. And I understand that, and I told him, and, and I was just in this, and I told him, he know when you're sleeping. He know when you're woke. He know when you're bad or good. That ain't Santa Claus. That's the Almighty Creator that know when we're sleeping on our job, and he know we are woke on our job, and he know when we're diving, we're bad or good. And so I want to share that we are we are on uh, a strong movement, and I'm saying as long as they say the brothers and sisters in the community are wearing hoodies, the longest they say that the brothers and sisters are sagging. The longer they say that the brothers and sisters in our community have a whole new different culture and they are the enemy, then they wonder why in our environment, our culture, those who wear the uniform is also the enemy. So I'm saying that I got to change my wear, then you got to change your wear. I got to change my mentality, you got to change your mentality. It's simply as that. It's clear as day. Today, the hoodie, uh, today the hoodie, to you look as a threat, Today, your blue look as a threat, and you get mad because we look at you as a threat, and then you get Black mad power. because we look at a threat. Black power. 
Black Power, Brother Yanga, Brother Yanga, our National Minister of Information, is on the line, as well as our brother who is a local minister from uh, Newark, and Brother Osiris X, who is our National Minister of Defense. We're going to ask you two brothers, Brother um, Osiris and uh, Brother uh, Knowledge, to just hang on a bit because we got something coming for all the black family, which is Brother Yango and Kuma. My brother, Black Power, sir, how are you? Black Power, Black Power fam. Black Power fam. It's good to hear that the fam is on the line. That's the only way we're going to keep this thing alive. Definitely, definitely a big thank you to Chairman Kaha. It's always beneficial to, to learn from our predecessors, to learn from those people that went before us and have an actual taste of what this fight and struggle is all about. Too many times we come into it romanticizing. What I mean by romanticizing, we've read the books, we got the T-shirts, you know, we've seen the posters, and that we think that's what revolution is. We don't understand the commitment that it takes. One of the things I love about our minister of defense, he's a man of commitment. And if I've learned anything on the maneuvers that I've been on with him, it's commitment and consistency. Standing your post through the fatigue, through the if you feel boredom, boredom, whatever. Maintaining that attention and consistency. So, like I said, it's good to hear those brothers on the line. I wanted to just say a few things, and I'm not going to monopolize the conversation because you know me. I love to open up the lines. I love to hear the comments and opinions of our people who are aiding and sharing in this cause with us, who supporting us physically, financially, all kind of ways you can support a progressive revolutionary black nationalist movement as represented in the Panther Party. We're saying we'll take the charge. You know, we're not going to come in and swoop down with our capes on and be able to save you, but we will aid and assist in our own development for liberation and progression. So with that being said, um, there's a few stances that we definitely like to say that we would take, that we take. And our stance is we are revolutionaries. We're proactive. We're not reactionary. You're not going to see us chasing all over the world for media and after the event, you know, uh, I mean, during the event and after the event disappeared. We're the brothers and sisters who are committed to building strong institutions for self-determination. We're coming into the Kwanzaa celebration, brothers and sisters, and one of our principles is found in our manual is in Guza Saba, the seven principles. And we, and we take from one of those principles, Kujakalia, self-determination. We are self-determinists. We don't need anyone else's motivation, aid, or assistance. Everything we need is found in the black community. Our complaint is our human rights violation and the willful, the willful hindrance and obstruction of a people to uh, reach their fullest and highest aspirations through the crime of slavery, to the crime of systematic targeting and genocide right now, point blank. Sum it all up. Quit picking on us because we black folk, and we know you're doing it. That's right. But the only way that we're going to let them know you do it is like the bully. You can run and tell the teacher. You can do all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, when the bully catch you running home from school, you know what it is. We're entering into one of the most busiest times, the times of economic trade, the times capitalism is at its peak. These are times that where you see political education comes in handy because we need to practice, and we may not be able to do it right now, but looking to the forwarding years and the, the future so-called events and, and holidays that they celebrate that don't aid and contribute to us, we need to look at accountable spending. We need to teach our people the value in what they purchase. 
quick being duped by that, you know, the bull stuff and car loans and all this other stuff, building an economic base, building a strong defense base. Brothers have to know, but in this defense base, being under the time of attack we are, brothers have to know their rights and find themselves pushing, push it to the extreme limits without causing harm or trouble on your party. The Panther Party is an independent political dependence for, uh, defense party. We are not the underground movement. That's one you of know, the things we have to understand. Brother Yanga, uh, my, 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 my problem is this. Uh, I'm thinking about what has, what has transpired over in New York, you know. I, I'd like to know what your take is on this gentleman uh, who they claim came from, shot his girlfriend, rode all the way here from Baltimore, and shot these two, uh, these two, uh, these two p- police over in Bed-Stuy. These two minorities. It's just mm-hmm. ironic to one was Chinese and one was Hispanic. And my point with that is that don't sound right. Not so much even that. You, you you recognize that uh, there's no pictures of the subway scene where they claim he shot himself down in the subway. So mm-hmm. I you just take on that at, at, at this holiday or holiday season. Well, I think the first take is is looking at it from a social perspective. You know, oppression breeds resistance. His social condition, his, you know, the very fact that he was the victim of a crime that was committed against his people long ago culminated into essentially what that was, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that that's what some most religious and spiritual people would call karma is evil energy coming back. You know, I'm not okay. going to get in the streets and do a, do a song or dance about it. I'm not going to let them, I'm not so sensationalist or stupid to have them, you know, celebrating. What are we celebrating? The loss of life, a real general in the title of war, brothers and sisters, it says a real general hates the sh- loss of life on the battlefield, even if it's his opponent. Yes. The best victory is the brothers' victory. Do I, am I saying it's going to be brothers? I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I'm not professionally claiming that. We're saying that we're willing to take it to any level to guarantee our survival. But we understand that it has to be our actions not only have to be explained. We're not worrying about explaining to other people. They have to be explained to our people. When you take on the bank, so that's the first thing I would say about that. Secondly, as far as uh, conspiracies and things of that nature, it's possible. Sister Justice, very possible. You know, this could be just blatantly one of the things, whether it's planned or not, that they're going to use it as as an attack on our community. They have waged war yes. against the masses and specifically African people. So now more than them, your defense departments need to be brushed up on their rights. You know what I'm saying? They need to brush be brushed up on their legal first aid, what to say to the police when pulled over, how to, you know, push it to the limit, but at the same time maintaining professionalism and a revolutionary code of conduct. Black power, you know. Could I ask? I'm saying, uh, let's open up. Let's open up some phone lines too. And what's going on, brother Abu, uh, Chairman? Hey, hey. Uh, one, uh, you correct. Uh, in New York City, uh, during um, I believe the year was 19 uh, between 1968 and, and 1969, the uh, New York PD put out a magazine called Target Blue. And I had that magazine, I can't find it now, but it was called Target Blue. And what they were saying, because there was a rise of liberation struggle in uh, New York based upon the police department uh, protecting the heroin dealers 
and uh, also protecting the various uh, gang uh, drug organized formation that they set up. And we understand that that was during the time uh, when the uh, uh, guns trade for drugs in Nicaragua and uh, South and Latin America. One of the things, and this is what uh, uh, Yanger was talking about, that, that, is, that is dangerous, and I spoke on the radio program today, and I said again, and I will say it again, and all the philosophy and talk we're saying, and, and the magazine that they printed in New York is now coming to show the fruit of what they wrote. They wrote a magazine called Target Blue. And what they said, listen very closely to me, and if you can find it or run it up, and our scholars are used to listening. Target Blue, what the New York police were saying, that they are not shooting us because we fight a black, they're shooting us because we wear the uniform. And, and, and the act of warfare, uh, and even in Vietnam, and I'm bringing it real to the streets, to the soldier listening, in Vietnam, they had to integrate the formation going into the village based upon because the brothers were going in there and they were saying, same thing, we got the same enemy. But when brothers went into that and carrying out the formation of the oppressed imperialistic government, no longer color matter, it was the uniform. And I'm saying right now, brothers and sisters who not have any political ideology of black nationalism, uh, pan-Africanism or disintegration of have uh, ideology of being oppressed because they're black, they look at a uniform now. It's the way that yeah. the race is coming in, and he look at us, our uniform and our skin, our dress, our culture, even though we are innocent. So he look at the uniform that we were being given by God, that we are black and we are young. And so what is happening now, it got to the level where they brought it to the level now. Listen to me that closely. Right. They made the uniform the enemy. That's right. Brother and this Chairman. is why. Yeah. I, and, and I don't want to cut you midflow, too, because we also coming up on the 9 o'clock hour, I'm going to go back to you. But make sure that at the same time announce, too, that our line's open. We want to hear from our minister information, the jurors, you know, our defense minister. Okay. They yeah, take yeah. In, in, in comments. Okay. Okay. Definitely, uh, a line is open, but I just want to share it with you, and I apologize that I come in and kind of late on that. But uh, right now, in this region between Cleveland and, and Missouri, we are trying to deal with that, and we're trying to definitely make sure that the line is clear, that people know who is who. Line okay, is open. Sir, uh, uh, gentlemen, we want to go back to our minister, uh, our, our chief of staff from out of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, our minister, our national minister of, um, our national minister was asking him what was the climate like in New Jersey, and I'd like for him to reiterate that. Brother Knowledge, could you please reiterate what is the climate in New Jersey regarding what's been happening with the killings? Um, I was telling Brother earlier, I had to fix my statement because I was basing my statement off North and what is North involvement with the killing. As far as the whole state of New Jersey in general, I don't know the basis of you know what's going on with the people as a general as a whole because I don't I don't see anything and I'm not hearing anything. But I know in North for sure, Essex County for sure, the people are involved in what's going on. The people know what's going on around the country with the killing, even though they're protesting, and we need to do more some more community involvement. You know, all the time. 
that spent protesting. We could have been in the think tank, in the think tank somewhere, putting together an economic plan or something like that. But you know, but North North Mm -hmm. Essex County is definitely involved in what's going on. Does the North have any plans for the next couple of weeks regarding any type of organizing? Um, as of now, for organizing, we put we put a couple plans together to to put our people, you know, put, so our people can have jobs, employ our people this ourselves. You know, that's what we we here for the people, so we're trying to put some stuff together wow. so we can help the people. Can I jump in there with you, uh, Sister Justice? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Let me let me give the let me give the uh, Newark chapter two a big hand. Let me give that Jersey chapter a big hand. Um, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things is. The programs are great. That's what we're pushing for, to have the programs. But in the meantime, in between time, sometimes, you know, we can get bogged down in getting our programs together and at that particular time not have the financial or whatever, the political, whatever type of support we need to really get those programs running. So programs we put on our long-term objectives. Not long-term and like it's going to take us a million years to do it, but this is something that the party is working towards together. But starting off initially, I would encourage study groups. There are a lot of people out there that just don't know black history. Just drop some facts on them. You know what I'm saying? The condition we live in, man, look, these pigs running through here just like Malcolm said. This now, okay. Brother Cole, just like Fred Hamp said. And then you can move into deeper study, just like, you know, uh, uh, Ahmed Muhammad, formerly known as Max Stanford, said. You move into deeper studies. But just introducing them to a black social, cultural way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Reencouraging. Um, Go ahead, brother. I say, part, I didn't want to cut you off, but we all No, have brother, that. please, man. We're in a discussion, man. We're rapping. Oh, I said we have that every week as well, sir. Every week we have a um a program about black political education. Okay, see, so, so y'all, so you got the then you got the basic step. Now what you do, you got that. Put the if you got a little study group that comes in. Now it's time to take take the theory to practice. You get some basic flyers and invite people out to your study group. Get them out there we one day a week. Pick the yeah, pick the brothers, invite them out, and you just build from that. Y'all already, I can hear it in you. That y'all already yeah. got the premise. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We already doing that done. as well. We we fly in, we get donations from the community. We actually community oh, to come out. We have we have community events. We just had a community event about two weeks ago and you know, it went pretty well. We got a lot of um people that wanted to join the party, a lot of people that want to help out with at school programs, a lot of people that was willing to donate. So, you know, we're we we're, we're trying to do the work, sir. Man, you hear that? So that's what I'm telling the world. You hear that world so in, in, in Newark in New Jersey, we got a fine example of what we're trying to push and promote as being a chapter, man. And I commend you. Me as a minister of information, I commend you on your work, encourage you to keep up the good work, and keep being a leading example. Because what ends up happening, brothers and sisters, we all learn from one another. If we look at, see some type of plan or program that they've implemented in New Jersey and we see the success rate of it, then it would be foolish of us not to take this thing and see how we can put it to our city. Now, we know we're going to have to twerk it and tweet it, to fit the uh, 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 particulars of our locale and our geographical makeup and all of that good stuff. But at the same time, the underline, we're looking at the structure. And the brothers, from what the brother's saying, looks like it's our structure. And there again, our phone yes, line's sir. open. Sister Justice, did we our, want to go to somewhere? Yes, yes, our phone lines are open, and we do have Brother Osiris X, our National Minister of Defense, on the phone. And we would certainly like for him to hear from him because he has a whole schematic on how this thing should go down. And, and, and I listened to it, 
and he has encouraged me on so many different levels as to how things should be done. And we give power definitely to the newer chapter, but by the same token, the newer chapter was taught and groomed by the southern region. Black Power, Brother Osiris, I need for you to go. Oh, Black Power. Well, yeah, man, comrades, y'all, y'all are rolling. I I really believe that we, we are going to seize the time. I believe that we we do have some of the greatest uh, minds and some of the most seasoned veterans in this in this people's party, and I believe you know that we are very optimistic in this time. Um, we're at war, and I think that you know as the defense minister, we're going to have to really tighten up. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to start going and giving out our our protocols and our security objectives going into this new year. I'm sitting up here scrolling on Facebook, and I'm seeing that the daughter of Eric Garner lays a wreath on the slain police officers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And people yeah. are, are really appalled at that. But I, I don't think that we really understand that the, the pig is off the chain here in America. And it's happening all over the country. There's not a city that we're in and that a mass population of black people from the West Coast to the East to the Midwest to the South, you know what I'm saying, up North. I mean, we're catching hell all over the country. And, it's you know, it's not just, you know, our black people, I tell people all the time, they're going to start with us first. Well, brother, do you, also, do you believe that it's fear that made, them do, made her do that? Because I believe that it is fear that makes black people believe that they got to pay homage to some fallen devils. Well, I don't, that's the I don't, buffer, though. I don't, I don't think that it's so much as fear, but we're just so passive and conditioned and, and, and to to pray for our enemy. And, you know, and even though they're laughing and they're they making shirts to say, I can't, I can breathe. You know, look look at these goddamn shirts. You know, they're, they're, they're throwing and mocking the death of her father in her face. And when two of their officers lose their life, and we, we're looking at the thing of the conspiracy, and, and we don't know, we're looking at it and saying, who is this brother? Then they want to tie him into the black gorilla family. Some people saying his profile page is fake. We'll get into all of that later, but just back to her laying that wreath on his grave site, I mean, on that slant, it shows you that our people are pacifists. You know what I'm saying? It shows you right, that our people always want to take the stance of let's pray and we're sorry for your loss. But not none of them goddamn bastards came, you know what I'm saying, and laid a wreath where her daddy was okay. so excited. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. That's we right, always goddamn pacifists and praying with our goddamn enemies. And, 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 and oh, okay, let's, I want everybody to calm down. And you get mad when that boy, that boy daddy in St. Louis told him to tear this goddamn city up. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. Yes. Yes, sir. You're going to have to decide. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Black people right now don't know what to do. But my whole theory is this. You're seeing that this movement, it started off just like the movement did and and the the nonviolence movement with the hands up, don't shoot. But there's a very militant undertone that's also taking place. You know what I'm saying? A very revolutionary self defense uh, uh, tone that's taking place. The, the pig wants to instigate this war. 
You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And if you yes. actually of it, you won't be ready when you you need to be getting ready because he's already prepared. He's already militarized his police forces all across the country. Millions, over 40 million rounds of 40 caliber ammunition has been purchased from Homeland Security. You know, ATVs and uh, anti-personnel carriers have made their way from Iraq and Afghanistan to your cities right now. They militarized their police forces. They're not doing that for no just to be riding around in some goddamn ATVs. You understand what I'm saying? They're not doing yes, that just to show you they're preparing for something. You know what I'm saying? But 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 our people are going to have to decide. You know what I'm saying? And very very shortly. And my whole thing is this: I hate to say it, but as long as this period is, is rampant and murder, that's what's going to wake our people up because we go to sleep okay. so goddamn much. You know, it'll be a killing tomorrow. And what about the hundreds of killings that we're dealing with 57 in Dallas? And that's why the Harry P. Newton Gun Club was formed. You know what I'm saying? We're dealing with it in our own city, and we can't be reactionary to say, well, let's go run to Ferguson. Oh, shit, they protested in New York. I want to fly to New York just so I can protest. No, this is coming yes, to sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is coming to a hood really? near you. You did what I said. Let me wrap up, Brother Carl. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. And, and I, I, I really see at this time how people, you know what I'm saying, her laying that reef down, you know what I'm saying? And then, it, you know, no one no one gave a shit about her daddy, and they turning their back That's on the mayor. New York is going to set the standard for this thing. It's the largest city in the United States of America. They turned their back on the mayor. The motherfucker came, come down the aisle of police in the damn span, in the, in the aisle, turned their back on it. And it's setting a very dangerous precedent of what's going on because New York is a police state. They don't, Jersey is a police state. They don't want you to have weapons. It ain't like down here in Dallas where I can go get my shit and walk outside with it right now. You know what I'm saying? That's- if I know what I'm doing. And it ain't like Atlanta because Atlanta got open carry. And they told me St. Louis got open carry. The point is, like Yang, but uh, the Minister of Information said, yes, we have to know our laws. Yes, we got to teach classes of youth, well, when we used to do it in Dallas, how to interact with the police, how to keep your hands on the steering wheel. You know what I'm saying? Put, them up, put your hands out the damn window. It's a shame because you don't have to teach Caucasian kids how to interact with the police. You know what I'm saying? You because they're, 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 not, they're not killing their children. We've got to do clinics, a lot legal clinics, first aid clinics, and how to deal with police encounters. You know, who talks? Who says what? Do you know your right? Do you know you have the right to, to plead the fifth? You can tell him, I don't answer questions. Am I being stopped? Am I being arrested? Or am I being detained? If you don't know how to interact with them. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know your law. You know what I'm saying? Then you, 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 your chances of surviving a police encounter, you know, Calling them and letting them come to your damn house and letting them search your vehicle and craziness because our people do not know the law and ignorance of the law is no excuse. You know, and that's something, that's a that's whole right. other thing that we've got to talk about. We're just dealing with law. we got to talk about dealing with human rights because, like, like Brother Kahar said, yeah, it's black, right? But, yeah, we go with checking hell, but do you understand that the pig is killing their killing people too? This stuff, the police are are, 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 are agents of the state. 
Well, they're not here to serve and protect right. you. They're here to serve and protect the interests of the state. That's, That's it. right. These people are corporate thugs. Is this genocide? Is it population control? I don't know. But as I conclude, black people are going to have to make a decision very, very, very soon across the board whether they want to stay in this society or do you want to organize and call yourself a nation and get on, you know what I'm saying, some type of uh, international council to say we are uh, colonized, oppressed people and we feel like we're being exterminated. And we're not exaggerating when we say that. That's right. Hawaii did it. Yes. We've got to look at that. What is our alternative? Will we leave here or will we stay in Babylon? I don't know, but these are critical questions that have to be asked moving forward for black people. Black power. Black, black power. power, sir. Could I address some of that real quick, please? Black power. Black power. Hello? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, real quickly, uh, one of the uh, programs, uh, the uh, third development of the Black Panther Party that came uh, under the Panthers uh, from the Lyle County all the way to Oakland, one thing, especially when we got Oakland, the uh, first agenda uh, of the Black Panther Party in Oakland was dealing with police brutality. How they got the support of the masses behind that because uh, we uh, stood up other than Robert Williams and them, uh, uh, undercover with the deacons for the tent, but we can't open it in California. The reason that we have support uh, for Huey and other uh, other formations was that we have programs in the Panther manuals, and I'm talking to the chapters in the Panther manuals, it said that we should be able to have so much support that we can withdraw into the community, and they will not find us in the community. In the 60s, I know brothers that have withdrawn, that brothers have withdrew in the projects, and they thought they were in Cuba, but they were in the projects because the people held them there for months and months, and they would come out and speak, and they would go back and hide into the projects. Could we do that today? Our base uh, when we deal with insurgents, which is the police and other insurgents that are coming in, we must have a base like the Vietnamese, like the uh, brother on the continent, like the brother in Latin America. We don't have a jungle, but we do have a housing estate. We do have a housing project. To the brothers in New Jersey, Sister Sardisha Corps, O'Cauley, and my comrades, Zay Malik, they was murdered between... Uh, what they call the Dead Man uh, Triangle, the New Jersey Turnpike, coming from Jersey to New York. So that's still not a liberated zone. How can we travel? So we have to have set up zones where our brothers and sisters, when we do break out a car, we will have zones set up, and this is where the local organizing and what Brother Yanger and what the uh, MOD was saying. I ended by, by saying this, too. There has always been a war, and there's always going to be a war because there's two societies. And they said it. We didn't say it. They said it in the current report in 64. They said in the current report in 78, and they're saying it now because of Ferguson. There are two societies. There's one society that's black, and there's one society that is white. 
as long as we feel that we can compromise and sit down to the table under a state of war, we don't compromise our schools. We don't compromise our family with welfare. We don't compromise our community with uh, 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 other businesses that are coming in that don't look like us. We don't compromise uh, saying that we can't discipline our children. We don't compromise saying that we can't raise our family because the man and woman is it. We don't compromise so much. So what do the compromise come down to? The compromise comes down to two things. Either you're a slave or either you're going to rebel. I rebel. And I'm saying that the new Black Panther Party for self-defense, the first line of self-defense, and I want the comrade listen to me, first line of self-defense is what? First line of self-defense ain't your weapon. First line of self-defense ain't your karate. First line of self-defense ain't your first line of self-defense is know who you are and your ideology. That is your first line of self-defense. You can arm a Negro and he will turn on you. You can arm a Negro and he will hurt you. You can arm a Negro and he will come in your house and destroy your family. You can arm a Negro and he get in your organization to destroy your organization. The first line of defense is knowing who in the hell we are. Our ideology is represent black nationalism. And brothers don't get no studies. Believe me, if they're not revolutionary nationalists, then we're laying down, uh, letting the comrades in prison and everybody else. Our first weapon of defense is who we are. We're revolutionary black nationalists, and everything coming out of our arms is guided by their ideology. Other than that, wolf kicking, blowing wind, and, and uh, doing this, no. It's not going to guide us. The Vietnamese won a war for gener- generation after generation after generation because they passed the knowledge and passed the knowledge on. And then finally they became a united Vietnam. Everybody passed the knowledge on. Right now, in so-called Israel, those, those so-called uh, camps, they call refugee camps, they number training camps. For that generation, they teach them. They say, these Zionists is not real Palestinian. They're not real Israel. It's always taught. The weapon is ideology. And the United States say, how are you going to destroy ISIS? We thought we'd deal with Al-Qaeda, and they're still coming back. And the cracker stood up. On that TV, say no, you can't destroy them. Let you destroy the ideology. Yeah, the right ideology deals so right I end there. That's right on. So I think in in coming yes, in, and summing up right on. I mean, it's invaluable the information that we get. So coming in, summing it up, like Chairman Kahar said, and like our defenseman said, but hit on the point Chairman Kahar said, building up that strong. Uh, base within the masses of the people knowing the revolutionary's job the revolutionary's job is to get that language go out there get that knowledge that information and translate it to a language of the people whatever your specialty this is why the we're broke we're compartmentalized that's how we work efficiently i need my defense men to get with minister osiris come up with like the brother was saying some strong defense plans and brother was talking strong brother was talking right brother was talking righteousness right so get right. with him coordinating you know, so we can start to get our, you know, defense units together all around the nation. And it starts in our city. And I think we heard the same message that it starts in our city. So getting out there reaching, you know what I'm saying? I tell you, I encourage you to challenge yourself. Push yourself to new heights. You know the areas and the brothers that you have alliances and affiliations with. You go out and make some new ones. Go to that church. Go to that hood. Go to that mosque. Holler at some people. Let them know you're black in town and you're, there to, and you're there to work with them, that we're here to build a black power movement. And we're saying this is our role in the black power movement. We're bad enough to take the vanguard no matter what comes. 
We'll maintain the line. We'll hold the line. And in order to do that, all of us have to have the same glue called revolutionary black nationalism. We have to have the what our manual tells us is the three Ds, brothers and sisters. What are the three Ds in our in our manual? Defy, develop, and defend. defend. We have to defy, yeah, and defend. We have to defy who we are as a people. Like That's I said, right. we self-determined. Right. We can't allow anyone to defy freedom for us. We can't allow anyone to defy contentment. That we've made it, that we finally arrived. Nobody can determine our aspirations but us. Our motivations, our goal, our, our highest chief aim. We're the only people that can do that. So we have to do that. Then we have to develop that. We have to get around from sitting just from our groups to go to develop these institutions that become just that. Like what Brother Chairman Khan told us about the Vietnam struggle, the conflict in Vietnam. How he said one of their strategies, one of their victories came through a protracted movement, a protracted struggle. What is that? It became generational. It became a part of who they were as a people. It defied them. It defied their actions, their, their, their antics, their social, culture, economic behavior, because they knew that their people were at a war. Not just the particular army. Everybody plays a role in this. That's why I said every department has to be up and running. Our propagandists play a role in this. Our culture department, our health department, all of these are areas that our community needs to be hit. So at the same time, we're going out inviting people. We're scouting and we're recruiting people to fill these positions, to fill a particular need. And we're saying that we have the willpower, we have the uh, not just the ability, but we have the stamina and the strength, the desire to teach you how to cultivate and develop that particular talent in you and give it back to the people. But the ticket is giving back the people, getting out there amongst them, you know, at the risk of sounding redundant, because I can't stress enough the importance of that, brothers and sisters. You know, so I said, like I said, challenge yourself. And then the third D, after we start to develop the institution, are to defend them. And we just leave it in the words of Malcolm X, by any means necessary, I allow, I allow your wildest imagination to take you wherever it needs to be. I can't tell you how well, much you're going to come in or how much you're going to dedicate. Yes, ma'am. I'd like for us to take a short break right now, and we're going to come back with, it's a love-hate thing. We got a love-hate thing with each other. But this is certainly going to clarify it, Black Power. iHeartRadio on demand. In the heart of city, that's what they tell me. We put over a hundred, so none of them know me. Son of a mother studying at UDC. Sitting in a taxi cab with daddy roaming the streets. Seven hallelujahs, my sultana was clean. On everything I wear, it all the American tees. The soul system most prolific in the DMV. Listen, when you get the keys to seven, you don't get the beef. Make me one, get the pizza, get the piece. You gon' need more than Wikipedia to get to me. PG to Mo County, bet they all know about me. Hurry hood, hurry burb. I got superb balance from the city that made me love you forever for it. Hope you celebrate every moment forever and know it. You made me what I am. You made 
ain't need what I'm not They gon' like you a little different when you at the top Work, give me love, baby Not enough, not enough Just a touch, baby What the fuck, baby? It's just us, baby This ain't right, this is life This is love, hey, then what's up? Give me love, baby Not enough, not enough Touch, baby Baby, it's just us, baby This ain't right, this is life This is love, hey, then In the end, it's love, love, love. iHeartRadio on demand City gets cold. As you reach your goals, you gon' meet you some foes. Having dinner well Leonis since I'm dreaming to own. But for now, me and my homies see the bottom float. I'm trying to redefine the culture, renovate the soul. Women in town, but I'm manifesting their goal. I see potential in John, talk to him once a week. Media targets in our city and this week. I lost a lot of friends, and they ain't even dead. When I was on my way up, why you ain't see stairs? Lord Father, if I opted to follow them, my heart would tear for my dreams. Let me know that you had. And it's weird when I'm anywhere with too many heads. Tell us to never tell it until it's dead. How could you blame us, envy? We do the same thing for a living, know the same things, but they all commend me. Champagne, I'ma spill it till we all fill out. Maybe it stopped me from giving the fuck about opinions. I'm probably not, but I'm temporarily out of physics. Since I'm supposedly propaganda to politicians. National Minister of Information for the New Black Panther Party. We also have on the line the local minister of, uh, no, the local minister, uh, chief of staff, uh, Brother Information. We're going to go with now with Brother Yanga, who has brought this radio station and so many others in the legacy of Fahim. Would you please go, Brother Black Power? Black, 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 black power, black power. Thank you again for that introduction, man. I'm tell you, you got me smiling. Uh, now, you know, like we say, it's it's the legacy. One of the things that we love about our dear brother Fahim, since you brought him up, was his legacy, his dream of nation building. And just like our minister said, so that's our that's our highest goal. We want to build a nation, but off the, at the offset, we have to learn to self-govern. And self-government comes through aid and assisting our people. You know, one of the things I constantly want to reiterate is that we don't forget what the mission, what our mission is, what our objectives are, what we're here for. Correct. We're living in serious times. If we don't see the writing on the wall, we will never see it. If you don't see the writing on the wall right now, brothers and sisters, you will never see it. 
and a revolutionary looks at the times and it exploits revolutionary conditions. Nor at the time have a people just been systematically targeted and murdered and willfully hindered and blocked. Obstacles put in our way for no other reason that we're African here in America. No other reason that you're black. So it only makes sense to organize yourself and start to defend yourself in such a manner that your life becomes relevant. I like the the, the sign change that uh, Brother Chairman, like you said, have a to understand that our rights is a human struggle, but I even take it a step further that we have to know that we're more than just slogans so I can't breathe, hands up, don't shoot, black lives matter. The world has to know that black lives matter. An attack on us has to be felt. You know, then don't get it twisted because we got to know we on the air and they'll be taking it twisting our words or they're advocating, you know, the black families and this and that. They're advocating such and such. That's not what we said. We said that it has to be Well, you know what, brother? Brother Yanga, I have a problem with the fact that we can't say what we want to say. But these police and these devils and these beasts could say anything they want to say and do anything they want to do. But the minute we get ready to say anything that pertains to their bestiality, now it's time to vamp on us. And I'm saying, you know, like, later for them. We, we, we yeah. Look, I think well, the people I, in New York showed them how much we think of them when they decide to protest in spite of. You go, Black Power, brother. Black Power. Black Power. And we do come strong. We do come strong. But the revolutionary, we want to take that emotion. We want to take that righteous indignation. Their their anger and our anger and our frustration and all of that is justified, rightly. But we want to find a channel to express that that is productive and progressive. We can't worry about going to them saying what we don't think is right. We know it's not right, shit. We're the victims of injustices and things that don't go right. But we're not going to allow... Man, they're picking people off Facebook. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we're not going to allow... They're not, but we're not going to allow our, our emotions to limit our to limit our productivity. For my brothers and sisters out there, for Minister uh, Information Chief of Staff, and all my brothers and sisters that are out there, you are important. You play a major role. You are not just some piece on the chessboard that are willing to just to go out there and we lose value, your value and your talent to aid and assist in the black community. So we do behave smart. This just stresses the importance. Yeah, they're kicking people off Facebook. Good, good. I applaud it. Like Brother Chairman Carr said, we need to get off Facebook and back to hit the face. Later for that. We're going to see where everybody at when they get off Facebook. I apply. If they get us off these blog talks, we should be learning to work ham out a radio. That's what I'm talking about. We have to take it past the level of where this is just, you know, a club that we belong to, but really understand where we are. We're self-determinants. We're learning to survive off the resources that we have and to be self-sufficient. We can't say that we want liberation of our people and then all of our rhetoric, our propaganda, uh, the way that we express and explain ourselves, we rely on their information networks. Could I add something to that, please? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, One is Sister Sada Shakur uh, said uh, in Cuba, and she uh, mentioned it many times, one of the things that we got away from and you touch it, and it's deep, and I love you, Fudge, and I love you, Fudge, and I love you, Fudge. We got to keep saying it. She said, where we lost a lot of our momentum, we no longer uh, touch in the people's hand. We no longer in the people's face. And let me say this to all the revolutionaries, mm-hmm. and I don't care what anybody say, 
when you living in a zone that on the enemy control, the media is the arm of the oppressor. And if we think, then you believe this Santa Claus and Kevin all the revolutionaries, you think that the media is going to give us right when it is the arm of the oppressor who is the arm of the military, who is the arm of the government to keep us oppressed. The main information is the media. The media would not exist if it were for the people because if it did, it would have been outlawed and shut down. So the media is the arm of the enemy. Right now, we're using the arm of the enemy. Sister Asasi Kua said, and we said it, and this way it comes in with the uh, MOD, Osiris said, that we're not in our community, and we're meeting hand-to-hand. We, from Facebook to in your face. You you talking bad on Facebook now I'm in your face. You make yourself clear. Until we get back to that old time religion. That old time religion where I know you brother and you know me. And now we work in communication and we must go back to what worked in the past and can work in the day because all of our revolution have been televised and the last poet told us the revolution would not be televised, would not be computerized, would not be on Twitter, and would not be on Facebook. And so we give out all of this, even me talking to you now on this, when we get back in the community and building hand-to-hand relationships, we can walk among the people and they know who we are. We can hide among the people. The people can feed us. We got shelter where we can go in. No. Because we're using the tools of the enemy and its propaganda. I ended by saying this. If we study the revolutionary struggle, when Robert Williams, comrade of mine who I know, and a strong soldier, when he left this country, he went to Cuba and he had a radio program called Free Dixie. And had a newspaper called The Crusader that was supported and, and, and backed by China. His thing was that we must have a communication among ourselves. And that communication, Free Dixon was dealing with that whole Southern movement and organizing around the South. We got to go back to that old-time religion. When you look at the Tupamaro movement and organizing your way, ain't nobody know who the Tupamaro was but the Tupamaro. When we look at what's happening in the other countries, they had their own media, their own communication. We look at what happened in Iran. They were through a whole government with cassette tapes that went to certain mosques and certain people. It wasn't broadcast on the Shah radio because the media is the arm of the oppressor. If it not, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have that. So we were talking about warfare. Now I'm talking about serious warfare. You talk about warfare, we're gonna organize we have a march at the Capitol on certain days, certain time, and rebel social gonna speak, oh the enemy gonna know. What time you going to be there? Who won't speak? Know your whole agenda. Right. No. <laughs> right. No, no, right. serious, man. We're talking about warfare, man. Let's be honest, man. Yeah, right on. You know, we, you know, seriously, because they are living their active, and this is why they, and no response. Oh, sister, sister, I love you. Uh, I had a, a queen that 34 years, died a Muslim, died a revolutionary. There's one thing that we have to be careful of. All these children that was murdered, all the youth of murder, why have they not showed the fathers of the black man? Talk to me. Because well, they know we angry. They know we angry. 
that woman didn't have no baby because out a, 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 a dog came in the sky. Where is the black man speaking? If he do want to speak, the media is not going to show him speaking because they want to show the black man weak. See, all of this is propaganda, and warfare uh, is propaganda. And I end the Master Messiah God said this. There have been more people defeated by propaganda than bullets, than bombs. Propaganda would disarm you to the point where you submit and you disarm yourself, and they just walk right in. Right on. Propaganda is the weapon of the enemy that destroys more than any other bullet that destroys. And I tell you, look at us today. We have not had an atom bomb, but you can't tell me that we have not had an atom propaganda program, and they bomb the hell out of our minds. Yes, sir. Black power. Black power. So right on. So, you know, I couldn't sum it up any better than what Chairman Carr said. So we we take the initiative. Remember that, you know, our job is to analyze. So we see this coming. What what countermeasures are we taking to head this off? You know what I'm saying? What team is a city putting together a team that's starting to head this off a communications thing, a newsletter, a leaf? You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing. It's like I said, remembering what we're here for. We're self-determinants. Our whole job is to make sure to ensure our people uh, survive through the changing processes to where we are in the break. You know, I love what you're doing with the education project, uh, program there. And one of the things I'll be in touch with someone because I love to see the curriculum. You know, you guide the people, we guide the people by what curriculum we're giving, what education, what we teach. See, we can teach them black history, we can teach them African history, but we're revolutionary black nationalists. So, does the material we have have revolutionary overtures? What are revolutionary overtures? What is the message we're trying to get across? We use every opportunity to push and promote the solution we feel and know and believe to be best for black people. That's complete, total independence, free from any people, specifically and especially this who has shown us nothing but his ass to kiss and continuously gives us his, but excuse my leg, I know it's a family. Forgive the verbiage, you know, but continuously gives us his butt to kiss. And we march, protest, we lay down in the streets, you know, we hoop and holler, we wear signs, we chant the slogans, but after that, what? And that's what the masses want to know. Where from here? This is where the Al Sharpens and the sensationalists and the people full of rhetoric who chase cameras fell us. Because once the lights off, once the director yells cut. That's right, brother. That's right. You better talk about it. You know, once once it's the real work begins, and is there a program in place, and where do I fit in? Where do I begin to make change? Because the anger hasn't subsided. They're just not broadcasting. It's like what Jeremy God said. That's the you know propaganda. It's a weapon of the enemy. So, you know, they're not they're not done being angry because CNN is going to, you know, police being murdered or a car chase or whatever the hell to divert our attention. But we can't rely on people to keep keep the communication network and to keep the momentum of the revolution going. That's our job as revolutionaries. To keep an upward momentum of the revolutionary spirit. When the people are feeling defeated, when we don't see what's the reason, what's the cause. Man, this ain't going nowhere. I've been doing this for this amount of years. We're the people there that can put it in their face. This is what we're doing it for. It's not an option, bro. You black. You black. Take that and process that for a minute, brothers and sisters. You black. Therefore, a war has been waged against you for no other reason. I don't care. I mean, I do care, but even the person who is completely in love 
with this Caucasian. You can be completely in love with the fact that you black should express some type of feelings or emotions in you. The fact that it doesn't really speak to our mental state. So we're here to shock our people and bring our people back to a proper awareness so people to know who they are. You can't free yourself if you don't know yourself. See, once your master has raised you and has trained you, you equate excess to materialism. He tell you what you're crying for, boy. You got the beamer. You got the nice house. You got the this. You got the you equate that to success. And you don't know this nagging feeling in your heart, this breaking of the heart, this tormenting of the soul, this ripping apart. It's because you've been ripped apart from your people culturally. You can't explain it because they, they put an artificial divide between you and I. But we as the Black Panther Party are saying, here to say that there's an artificial divide. Like Chairman Khan says, no borders in our nation. We help anyone. It's the same within ourselves, within our, <clears throat> within our community. And Garner is me. You know, yeah, they sent his, uh, what was it, his daughter there to the made the mockery, tried to. But the thing is, we know that Eric Garner isn't an isolated incident. Eric Garner belongs to the people. So you, that's not going to, I don't care how many people you parade in front of that. It's not going to speak to the wrong that was done to him as a black that's man. Right. I'm sure he'd be great as Eric Garner. I'm sure he was a wonderful father. But as a black man, this is continuous, and he speaks to that as a martyr for our cause. That's right. We let his death go in vain when we don't take some type of proaction. When we just lay down in the streets and march around the highways, block up traffic for a little bit, hell, they used to rush out. The only thing Negro are providing are entertainment if we're not willing to take it to the next step. So the challenge is, and I challenge all my ministers out there, I challenge all the uh, uh, chairmen and chiefs of staff to put their heads together and to come up with the what's next step. How do we work on building a strong national society inclusive of all African people going under the same torment, oppression, exploitation that we're all going through? How do we come up with a program that incorporates all of these people and make them willing and be revolutionary enough their resources? That's your job. Your job is not to get on television and be hooping and howling. But your job yeah. is how can I galvanize my community, get us together enough that they are willing willing to donate their time, energy, and resources in a common goal, a common effort. And from that, the people see the method of the path, and the most serious one will say, hey, I want to get out with them. You know, it's only about six of them brothers, but they lock in step. They tight this and that to be, and that is a, a fraternity. It's a brotherhood, a sorority, it's a sisterhood, a progressive, a revolutionary black nationalism. But our job, the, what attracts people like that or a, or a cadre of brothers and sisters who are about getting the job done, not losing their focus. Constantly stressing the importance of our involvement, our involvement. Apathy will be the death of us, brothers and sisters. Apathy means just not giving a damn. We sit back and just allow anybody to point us in any direction, and we go with it. We go with it. That's what gets me. We just yell. We so conditioned to it, brothers and sisters, we go with it. And we don't take this energy and frustration we have feeling for that, us as revolutionaries, to get out there and tap into the, you know, the first is like Jehovah Witnesses, baby. A couple of people going to shun you. Man, I don't want to hear that black stuff. I don't want to hear that. Then. Your job is to be the best black nationalist salesman you can be. You make it a pill because he's black, so it speaks to him somewhere. He can't escape it. He's black. It's your job to find out how it speaks to him, how it relates to him, and how it piques his interest and eventually his involvement. And his commitment to the liberation, independence, empowerment of his people. 
But to do that, we have to be students. We have to be health conscious. Can't be all out of shape, out of breath. Can't run a block. These young brothers can run. You got to be defense trained. I'm asking you said that every panther must be proficient in a weapon. They say, well, you ever like a weapon? Who told you? That's thinking inside the box. Who told you that a farm is always a weapon? Yourself is a weapon. Train your body to become a weapon. That's a weapon. So we got to be physically fit. You got to know your stuff. Like Chairman Carr is talking about ideology. He's constantly reiterating that because Panthers should, when they talk to a Panther in Atlanta and they talk to a Panther in Texas, they should be hearing the same thing just with different accents. Well, look, shout out how we get out there in the South. That's okay. real, same message, man. That's what my partner in Texas said the same thing. He didn't say shouty, but, you know, he said the same thing. So the message is the same because we have the same vision and the same goal. We're united in an effort. <laughs> And this is what's going to break the bond. If you're all over the place, brothers and sisters, the mass is going to fix that. If you're not physically fit, they're going to look at you. The path is appealing. Personal hygiene and grooming is very important. Mm-hmm. Breath, underarms. If you're rocking uniform, uniform. If not, your everyday casual wear. Maintenance. These are all revolutionary tactics. See, we get away from the simple things that when the people speak is important. If you have a meeting, you have the elders and the, and the children know that sometimes foul language is offensive. I know it's hip. You know, elders now did it. And the motherfucking pigs, they show the clips. But that's somebody's grandmother, somebody's mother, somebody's sister. So curb the verbiage. You know what I'm saying? When you got to meet other homies, you know how to rap. So you got learning the different ways to approach the people. Your job is selling the revolution Harnessing black that energy power. when people buy into it. Black power, black power, black power. It's not beneficial. That's your whole job, and it takes making yourself. I'm sorry, brother. Did you want to speak? I'm going on. We have a caller on nine seven three two seven seven. Your line is hot, brother. Go ahead. Well, if I'm on the line, this um Chairman Areas Prom, I want to give a strong black king. Said black power. Black power, fam. Your brother, your your chief of staff, your right hand has been holding the line, sir. Go ahead. Like always, like always. What's up, brother? Knowledge. Black power, sir. Black power, my brother. Right on, man. So we got, you know, our chairman chiming in and things like that. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? But going going back to it, so when we touch with the basics, brothers and sisters, we get out there with the basics of people. You know what I'm saying? You're touching on the everyday, everyday wear of the people. You know, you show that sincerity. And they know that you care. Then you can point out, once they know you care and that sincerity, then you can point out the big, they already know who the press is, but you can point out the ways that they're being oppressed. Well, yo, man, you get food stamps, yeah. You know they tax you, homie? You know they don't post to tax you. You check your receipt. What? Yeah, man, they be taxing you fifteen twenty cents. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you they gotta talk about brother. it, brother. So you know, I, I put I put the people up on that. You know, they be ready to tear some shit, some stuff up, brother. They say, Whoa, man, hey man, don't tax me. Yeah, every day you come in here, they get four or five dollars off your your thing, off a thousand people, hundreds of people that come to their stores. Accountable spending is just being hip on game. Like that's what we used to call it, street game. It wasn't nothing so chill on some right. game, like man. Make sure they don't right. tax you. Check right. the receipt. 
Then guess right. what they said, boy, Yang with the Panthers, that boy put me up on some real games. Now he on that black, so man, yeah, he I'm he black, but dog, I'm telling you. He told me woo to him. I'm related. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's that he wants to they want to feel you. They want to know that they can become you. You're not so lofty, you're not so set apart that to become you is walking through the trial of fire. You gotta you know, they wanna know they become they wanna see your steps. Yo, how did you do it? I used to do X and Z, but this I did I busy myself here, but because you speak that language they and they see your struggle and your efforts through everyday life. For my young fathers out there, you know what I'm saying? Get together, get some support groups together. Real talk, grab the kids, go to the park. Let's start making a protracted movement. Start passing it down to our children. Too many times out there that I, we have our children, and they know the mother side of the family. They know your uncle. It's blood, baby. It's bloodlines. So this is where strength is happening in community, the basics, keeping the family together. Yo, it's crazy how a nigga can go from an individual to an icon, from an icon to an individual overnight, you dig? Here's what it got you feeling like the man, let me see your hand. If you're living for the future, tell you know you got a plan, let me see your hand. Yo, it's crazy how a nigga can go from an individual to an icon, from an icon to an individual overnight, you dig? Yo, it's crazy how a nigga can go from an individual to an icon, from an icon to an individual tonight, you dig? Like Hova, yeah. no 
know Mars and said it best. Yes, coming best in the best in this music. Cause of how I be doing it. Uh, 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 oh, it's how I be doing them. Top down, fresh race. It's just what I do to them. Hard bottom to the pedal with the three feet glue on them. And if they want me for that feature, tell them what can I do for them. On the stage at the college and doing summit to you for them. Yeah. Cause that's just how I produce yeah. them And it's words to my mother letting poetry yeah. loose on them And so we're back, folks. We are back, and we have uh, our chairman of the uh, North chapter on the line. We have our national spokesperson, Brother Gahar, and we also have our national minister of information, Brother Yanga. So, Brother Yanga, I'm going to go with you first, and we're down to our last 13 minutes, so let's make this thing do what it do, Black Power. Black Power. Brother Yanga? Oh, Brother Yanga must be, we having some real problems with this line tonight. So we'll go to, uh, wow, it's really going crazy up in here. We'll go to Brother Osiris, Black Power, sir, go ahead. Uh, Black Power, yes, uh, I'm just a minute of information had to had to get off for a minute, but he just told me to just fill in. So, what you got, sister? Tell me something. And you want me to wrap I got, up I have the, I have our brother uh, Arius, who is the <clears throat> who is the chairman of the Newark chapter in New York, and I also still have his right hand man, who is the uh, national chief of staff, brother Arius. With the permission of our national minister of defense, can he go ahead, sir? Yes, I mean yes, sister. Are uh, we rolling? I just want to throw it to the brothers, let them have some words, and I'll do a wrap up. I mean, I, I don't know how we're pressing for time. That's so. Uh, we're looking at twelve minutes and twenty three seconds, brother Arius. I need to hear from you, Black Power. Black Power, Quinn. You know I said. Listening, getting the information, and I'm gonna continue to hold the line for us. So you already know. Well, you got on pretty late, uh, a little late, uh, brother. Um, your right hand man, uh, brother Knowledge, has been holding the line, and I need to hear some. You know, based on anything that you've heard, brother um, Knowledge, what is it that the 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 uh, New Black Panther Party in Newark, what can we do to galvanize and move forward, sir? Um, I believe as of now, we're moving forward as a whole. At the same time, we will we will be in the community spaces, as the Shada Shakur said. <laughs> we need to be in the community space a little more as a whole. And that's what, I, um, that's what we tend to do, you know. 
stop being on Facebook as much as being the community flying. So that's our next move. I'm believing so. So you know, and that's we'll take it from there. What is our ne- what, what is the next project for the uh, New Black Panther Party, uh, the North chapter? Because seeing as you are, you guys seem to be uh, the flag of this in regarding the NBTP. What is your next project, sir? Um, right now we have two projects. We have the Coat Drive, and we have a Kwanzaa event that is in the works now. So yes, those are the two projects. Okay. Brother Arias? I mean, besides that, we're working on trying to improve the after-school program for our children. We're working on getting our newspaper out. That's the next thing that we need to work on, getting our newspaper out. So we can inform the people and try to build some economic currency for, for, the, for our chapter as well. So. Yeah, that's a, a a really big uh, problem. Do you do you guys see that have any problems with regards to allowing people to donate to the chapter as well as your soldiers, sir? Because I understand that a lot of black folks do not like to support their own organizations. What do you say on that? I mean, we have to get rid of the self self hatred. I mean, that been it been embedded in us since Willie Lynch or before then, but. Once we get rid of that and we learn to trust, you know what I'm saying, then I guess we'll get over that problem. But we're doing the job and we're running over the people's, you know what I'm saying, for the the world, the heart and mind for our people. And that's how we got to do it. We got to show them that we're consistent and we really try to make a change really out here for our people. You know what I'm saying? So we're doing our work for that. And everything's going to fall into place, you know, got to come with time, but. What was your experience with the fractured uh, and illegal formation of the New Black Panther Party in New York? What What was your experience, sir? <laughs> well, my experience, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to touch on certain topics, but, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, stuff needs to be organized. And when it comes to the fraction part, it used to bother me, you know what I'm saying, because... From the outside looking in, I didn't see it as that. But from the inside looking out, I see the big difference. But after, you know what I'm saying, going over what, what happened and doing the research, all I'm worried about is doing the work for my chapter and in my, in my, in my, in my area. So I ain't, you know what I'm saying, like all that. I got over the, the fraction part. As long as we doing it, work, work with people, first, I ain't worried about the fraction no more. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look yes, at it. Sir. Like Yes, sir. Brother Knowledge, we have like eight minutes to go, and the last of these minutes will go to uh, your National Minister of Defense. But for the next minute, I'd like for you to tell me what your take is on the overall picture of what's happening regarding the the uh, the police killings, what the MVPP of Newark is doing to galvanize that situation. Could you just give me some short takes on that? Um, as far as the police killings, I think that's a military task mm. for them to come in, in our community and take over. Because yeah. it, 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 you, know, you can say conspiracy theories, and some of it may be true, and I believe that, in my opinion, that it may be true that that stuff is a hoax. Because if you look throughout history, you have to give the people some type of fear or some type of, like, like something for them to believe that what you're doing is right. Like when you come into that community, and you're coming in, like, like, for the tower example, 
from the Towers experiment, they made martial law. They made, all right, now I'm going to go to Afghanistan and I'll write to take all the, you know, they, uh, uh, they, what's, what's the stuff they had, the little weapons and stuff they had, the weapons of mass destruction, but they never found anything. So I believe, you, you I, believe all right. the same, I believe that this is the same tactic. And for the New Black Panther Party, um, we, you know, we're engaging with the community, giving them awareness. We're consistent with our awareness program. We're consistent with our school program. And we're consistent with bringing people in and making sure they're aware and make sure they know what's going on. Black power. Black power, Black power, sir. The last of this is, we have six minutes and 42 seconds. Brother Arias, if you have anything to say, let's wrap it up in like 30 seconds because we have to give it to our national. I mean, I'll leave the floor to him. I just want to say black power to all the listeners and black power to all my comrades. We're going to continue doing the work. Black power. Yes, yes, sir. Black power, gentlemen. You did an awesome job this evening. Brother Osiris X, who is our national minister of security. And please go, sir. Brother Osiris. Yes, Black Power, Black Power, Black Power. Great show. This is uh, People's Radio. This is what we do. It's guerrilla. You know what I'm saying? Technical difficulties, but we, we move on. Uh, big shout-out to the brothers and comrades and, and Sister Justice to the work you're doing of y'all holding it down in Jersey. Sure, surely y'all are a, a flagship of this uh, People's Black Panther Party. And I thank, thank all the comrades for the hard work y'all been doing. Y'all have been very vigilant. We have been watching. Y'all are uh, an example of uh, people, uh, a party chapter being engaged with their community. And as I close, I just want to say, even though some of us, a lot of us, I'm sure, don't celebrate Christmas, this still is a time to be with friends, family, and loved ones. Let's take that energy, you know what I'm saying, because truly it is a deep energy just being around love. And as Shea Guevara said, love is the fuel of the engine that uh the fuel yes, that fuel the revolution. And so let's always be be uh, uh vigilant on our job. But in this time in this new year, let's reflect on what we must do. Let's be with our families, let's give them that love and let's continue to love our people and move our people forward because truly we must let our light shine in this dark, crucial hour that we are. So with that being said, I say black power our power to the people and our Panther power to the Vanguard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we will certainly end with uh, Tupac. Let's see what Mr. Tupac has to say about this day and age. Black power, gentlemen, you all have served and have done yourselves righteously. Again, black power. Black Illuminati, all through your body. The blows like a 12-gauge shot it. And God said he's a sin, he's one we got son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. Follow me. Eat my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Come with me. Hail Mary, run quick, see what do we have here. Killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs unloaded. Wise words being quoted. Beat the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that he listens. See a nigga coming for me. My diamonds when they glisten. Now pay attention, best for the father. I'm a ghost. In the chilling fields, hell, Mary. Catch me. If I go, let's go deep inside the solitary minds of a madman. Screams in the dark, evil lurks. 
enemies, see me flee, activate my hate, let it break, till I'm flaming, set trip, empty out my clip, never stop to aim, some say the game is all corrupted, fuck this shit, stuck, niggas been stuck if we bust out this shit, blood up, mama told me never stop until I bust a nut, fuck the world if they can't adjust, it's just this way of hell, man, I'm with me, hell, Mary, nigga, run quick, see, what we have here? Promise making, never realize the precious time that bitch niggas is wasting. It's a juice of the lies, I live my life a product made to crumble. But too hard for a smile, we're too crazy to be humble. We ballin', catch me, Papa, please, cause I'm callin'. In the liquor store, that's the Hennessy I hear callin'. Can I get some more? Hell, till I reach hell, I ain't scared. Mama checkin' in my bedroom, I ain't there. I got a head with no screws in it. What can I do? One life to live, but I got nothing to lose, just me and you. On a one way trip to prison. Selling drugs, we all wrapped up in this living like the stuff To my homeboys and Clint Max, doing they bid Raise hell to this real shit and feel this When they turn out the lights, I be there in the dark Love me eternal through my heart Now Hail Mary nigga, come with me Hail Mary nigga, run quick, see What do we have here now? Do you wanna ride or die? La da 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 Come with me What do we have here now? You wanna ride or die?
Outlaws, Machiavelli the Dawn, Solo.